what's up, Jim and Ted? I just want to give you guys a quick little shout out. Uh, Max here, first time caller, long time listener. I'm currently on my way back from San, uh, yeah, on my way back from San Antonio, and today's stretch is from Las Cruces, hopefully to Lombok. That's a 13-hour drive, and I don't know if I have that in me. But I just want to say, uh, you guys have the best podcast. I've listened to about seven episodes straight now, and I keep trying to like listen to other podcasts and mix it up, and I just get over it, and I keep coming back to you guys, and I just want to say you're the best. Keep up the great work. Love listening. Love hearing all the beer talk and all the trailer talk, and yeah, stay psyched. Woo! In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it is episode 222. 222. It's a palindrome. It's a... <laughs> I don't know. It's all there. Whatever... <laughs> 222 numerology you're into so how the hell have you been man so you were gone to hawaii we missed last week that's right because you're like you know on like lifestyles of the rich and famous over here no i'm just you know we're just enjoying a quick little spring break getaway to maui yeah there you go we saw whales we saw turtles um we saw a lot of sand a lot of water and that's only in your backyard (laughs) (laughs) yes it is still raining here i i looked out the window this morning after the rain cleared up and i'm like it is not still raining not not right now but today and yesterday did it really yeah this morning yesterday and the day before when what is with you guys we're not even raining anymore you're not even raining anymore you know what it's not raining it's not raining beer yet you want to rain some beer let's rain some beer let's see what you got there what do you have i have a a beer geek breakfast beer geek breakfast oh i've had that before beer geek breakfast yeah right yeah it's good it's good i I recognize the bottle milk what's it called mckeller mckeller san diego you tell me it's 7.5 all right oh man i got a i got a russian river another uh russian river oh you love the right yeah you, you stocked up on some russian river i went hog wild so it's blind pig it's always best to do your research on the beer bottle mm. <laughs> right whenever you want to learn history or anything always read a beer bottle that's why i brought my glasses it never tells a lie no no not at all so blind pig is the bro the prohibition the prohibition <laughs> are we are we anti-bro it's a prohibition maybe our wives are the maybe i don't know <laughs> But let me read this really quick because it's something interesting I learned off of the bottle or the beer, the, whatever, the, <laughs> the label of a beer bottle. Blind pig is a prohibition era term for a speakeasy. I didn't know that. Nice. Oh, cool. Our very first brewery was named Blind Pig Brewing Company, which was located in Temecula, California. Nice. So there you go. I didn't know that was Russian River. Um, blind pig. Pop that puppy. Got, no, pop that pig. Pop that pig. Yeah, hang on here. We, we, pay, we play past the pig. Do you ever play past the pig with the kids? Oh, I love past the pig. So we, <laughs> there's, there's a little, there's, there's some cut down trees at the, at the, 
at the beach where we were. Okay. And they had like tree stumps. So when we were like, trying to get Bryce to get out of the get out of the room and stuff, and we were, you know, Anne and Audrey were still sunning. So they have this tree stump that's like in the middle. You know, it's kind of back off the beach. They they took out a lot, but they took some of them they just cut down. And they left the stump in the ground and just painted it white or bleached white or whatever. Okay. So Anne's like, make the, you know, put stake our, our, use it like a table. So we, we put our chairs around this stump and we played past the pig on the beach <laughs> on this stump. Did you bring it from home or? Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, we bring, okay. we bring a bag of, uh, of like travel games with us. Oh, that's cool. I where, like wherever that. Wherever we go. So we can, we can keep some family time going. We have a little. Uh, travel. Um, what's the one with the de- and it's and it's analog too, which is nice. Oh yeah, right, right. And unplugged. We do the um, for sure. What's the dice one? The there's a lot of dice ones. Far- Farkle, Farkle. We do. We oh, do Farkle. Farkle. Yeah, yeah. We have Farkle with its own little table. We have. Um- so you're in Hawaii. You're in Maui, <laughs> and you can't get your son out of the hotel. What's he doing? Playing Fortnite? No, no, no. He was just. No, he was done. He he had spent many many days. It's like one of the last days we're there. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. He's wiped out. He was wiped out. He was experiencing some uh, chafing and stuff. So he was just like, he was doing that. Chafing from all the sand on the beach. That's Yeah, he was doing that walk, that manly walk where you're kind of like, you don't want your, you, you kind of straddle like you're, like you've been riding a horse for too long or something. Right, there's all that sand <laughs> on the inner thighs. <laughs> I got you. So he was out doing stuff. Okay, I got. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No. He he had he had spent most of the day in the water, like snorkeling and stuff. I did. I, did I send? I didn't. Oh, maybe I didn't send it to you. Uh, you sent me nothing. I thought you were my friend. I know. I, I well, see, I post. <laughs> you're, you don't. You're, guilt, you're not on guilt. social. You're not on social too much. But I. I so he and I I looked at a few things you guys had like whale flukes going and stuff but yeah whale flukes we did tons that we did a the only excursion we did was a whale a whale watching one uh they guaranteed that we would see good whale stuff and we saw we saw some decent whale stuff it was the best whale stuff we've seen breaching and there was some breaching in the distance they said uh if it breaches in the distance just know we're not going to go over there because they expend a lot of energy breaching and they usually it's like you know <laughs> by the time you get over there they're they're diving or doing something less uh, strenuous than that they're making bubble nets <laughs> but the coolest thing was right off of the right on the beach there was tons of turtles just hanging out chilling and and chomping on some some uh, algae or you know stuff on a coral like on the sand, not in the water. No, in the water, but oh, right in the there, water. Okay, right okay. there, like not not far out at all. So, like as the wave would crest, you could see the the silhouette of a turtle, and you just have turtle spotters spotters like Anne. Anne's just like a turtle. I see two turtles over there. You know. Yeah. So Bryce and I would just take our snorkel gear. Thank God we brought it this year. And then you run over on that side of the boat. No, no, they're over here. You run on that. No, no, I'm sorry. They're back and forth, back and forth. No, but it's so funny because Ed's like spotting. She's spotting for us. And then all these other snorkelers are there and they're like pointing. And then, you know, you could the turtles move quickly. Right. You never see them. And they're like, oh, they're over there. No, we hung out with these turtles there. We hung out with at least four turtles. Oh, cool. I must have been out there like an hour, two hours. It was, it was amazing. 
and he took his uh his GoPro. So he has a go he had a go he had a GoPro from Bryce a couple does. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We I have a GoPro too. I have I have the knockoff GoPro because I don't care about name brands, you know. I have like an old Hero 3 Plus or something. So it's kind of old, but it still works great. I mean Right. He has he has the seven, and I think we're on right. Hero 10 now or something. Oh jeez. Am I <laughs> and he's like, My seven's old. I'm like, it still works, all right? Mine's a mine's a knockoff ninety dollar one. Tell him I got a Hero 3. <laughs> I will, I will. Mine's yeah. like way old. But you know what? And it still works fine for what I use it for. It's I don't care. Well, here's the funny thing. He took so much video with it, right? And we we kind of come back in. We, we, we spent like an hour plus with these turtles having fun, just, just chilling with them. And and then Anne spots another one. And I'm like, it's gonna take him forever to pull that stuff off of the off of the drive or whatever. And let me just go out and I see you know, Anne tested her phone her His name was Crush. <laughs> but she tested with her iPhone and the iPhone was working underwater. Uh, wait a minute, without a cover? No cover, no nothing. Yeah. What, is she insane? <laughs> no, I'm insane. I'm the one who ran back out there with my snorkel stuff on. Turned my iPhone to record, jumped in the water, and I got this beautiful couple of minutes of this turtle, like, chowing, taking a breath, and then diving back down. It was just – it's just so clean and crystal clear, and I – and I edited it in the phone and I posted it to Instagram right away. How deep can you go with an iPhone? Not too deep. But I mean, I said we're snorkeling, so we're not going to be going deep anyway. We're not scuba diving with it. You know, you can't. I would never think, let me pull out my iPhone <laughs> under salt water. And right, like, exactly. What? Are you... How did you know you could do it? Let me ask you that. Because Ann said she put it hers in the water and it was fine. I was like, okay. What? But what makes you do that? Though? It's, it's like <laughs> I don't know how much you, what, what phone do you have, but it's like it, they're waterproof. They're wa- they're waterproof up to like five meters or something like that. Who says the the you know you read the you know the specs of it whatever. Anyway, so I get so I get in there. I did it. Okay. And then it was the last night. It was the last day we're there. I go. I plug my phone in, and we're getting ready to leave for the airport. The airport in the morning. I wake up in the morning that says moisture detected in transport. See. <laughs> but. It's it's an induction charger. It has the little circle thing on the back. Okay. So I don't ever need to plug the thing in, but we gave it a day. We used the What iPhones do you have? We have the 13s. All right, I have 12. But you you don't have the circle on the back? You have the circle on the back? No, mine's just this thing. It's just a standard iPhone 12 mini or something micro or I don't know what I have. But does it have you ever pl- have you ever uh, put it on a pad to charge it? Does it have that? I don't I have no idea what you're talking about, Ted. Well, this one has a charger that you don't have to plug anything in. It just it's an induction charger. I think this has something like that I once read, but I always plug it in because I don't have the other op- option. Right. Right. So I think you can you can do an induction charger and then you don't have to worry about the charge port. Yeah, but what does that have to do with having moisture? Because then the moisture was in the charge port. Oh. So I couldn't use the charge port, but I could use I the induction charger. Okay, but does the charge port because you have the metal connect c- connectors and all that stuff right because you're in the ocean with salt water i mean what happens to that are they corroded or what happened everything's fine it took a day to dry out wow. uh the thing that bryce found you're brave man no the thing that bryce found was he goes go on spotify 
And Spotify has a song that you play at the highest volume. You just crank it up. And that blows out the water. And you hold you hold it vertically so that the port and all the speakers are at the bottom. And it will move the water and moisture out of all of the the orifices of, of it. It's main, mainly for the speakers, but it, they say it might help for the charge port, too. Is that for real or is that like pseudoscience? I, I you know, could <laughs> anybody could prove me wrong, but it it didn't work for the charge port. And I was told it might not work for the charge cord port because it's literally just the speakers going. What about a hairdryer? Yeah, I was worried about frying it more than anything and or, or put it in like a bag of rice. Bag of rice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it was if it was still doing it when I got home, then I was going to do the bag of rice thing. Well, I'll tell you, though, you do give me hope because I always worry about dropping it in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and if ever I do, at least I know it's good to five meters. Just go no five meter toilet. And, yeah. you know, urine be damned. We got salt water. I mean, I think That's we're right. all good with the toilet. I'll just rinse it off and. Oh my god! I would never, I would never do that. I would never <laughs> do that. Wow, you guys are super brave, and for Anne to be like, I can just imagine Anne's like wheels turning. I don't know. There's a turtle. Will my iPhone work? Let's find out. <laughs> oh my god, Ted it didn't fry. Like what? Is I she didn't electrocute. Thinking? I didn't electrocute myself. <laughs> not no. It's not electrocute. It's like fry the phone. You know. Right. Right. Wow, that's intense. But you had a good trip, otherwise. Though. Great trip. Um love hawaii we're going back we're 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 getting we're we're getting ready to go back we'll 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 see you gonna move i don't know we right the day that we left we met some uh new yorkers that were retiring there and they were kicking themselves for not buying pre-covid because now post-covid the prices are kind of what you know wonky yeah and i'm just like it's expensive everywhere we're not gonna move and i don't think we're gonna retire there but we're definitely gonna continue to vacation there my friend Jeremy, he he grew up in June Lake and, you know, California. Uh-huh. And then he and his family moved to Bridgeport, California. And, you know, it's like one of the cold pla- coldest places in the U.S. in the winter. Brutal. And they moved to Oahu. Oh, wow. And they're on Oahu. He works for the Department of Defense. I don't know, electrician or something, whatever he does. But he probably moved about a year ago. Uh-huh. And they got rid of everything they owned and moved with very little. It was almost I think they even bought one of their cars when they got there because it was cheaper than shipping a car. Yeah, no, I bet. And, you know, and they moved very little because it was just too expensive to ship all your crap. You know, it's like a sofa that you paid a thousand dollars for that's now worth a hundred is going to cost you two thousand <laughs> thousand, oh, you yeah. know, and it's like, <laughs> I will buy one. When we get there. <laughs> they love it, though. I mean, they're both from the Sierra Nevada mountain range because, you know, she grew up in Mammoth. He grew up in June Lake you know ranching and all this stuff and now all of a sudden he's like heart hearty people <laughs> yeah and he they're in hawaii you know in oahu and and he's working like at pearl harbor or whatever he does and uh you know golfing every day and all of a sudden like completely changed his life from what he was doing to what he does now yeah i don't know if i could live there though i would have island fever i think and would you i think so i think i think you'd you'd bike you'd circum navigate the the island on your on your bicycle and you would love it okay i like hawaii 
I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Obviously, the weather and all that stuff. And you can say, like, okay, Lompoc's a small town. How often do I leave, like, the 60-mile <laughs> radius, if you think about it that way, right? right like, between right. here to, to Santa Barbara, Solvang, Santa Maria, us. Like, that could be the island, you know? Oh, hi. Oh, whatever. Yeah, oh, hi, and so on. <laughs> and I agree. But I don't know, though. I mean, maybe. You you have options. You have options here. And the the lack of the knowledge of the lack of options might be too much for you. Well, OK, but keep in mind, though. So she still has a real estate company here where where she does what they do is they rent and they, they own and operate uh, condos at ski resorts and stuff. Oh, OK. Right. And they have these real estates that they um, they own and operate. And Courtney comes back to the mainland often to do that. Right. Their kids are in college on the mainland and stuff. So they do come to the mainland often and their business trips when they do come here. So they kind of have those perks in a sense. Right. So maybe it's easier for them for where for me, I would be, I would feel trapped because it's like, well, here I am. Like, I don't have any other reason to go back <laughs> and I'm not Hawaiian and I don't know anybody. And I don't know. It's just whatever, but no, that's cool. You know what? Hey man, you just give me another reason to visit another Island and I have more <laughs> friends in Hawaii. So yes, you go there. Yeah. No, I mean, but if you have friends in Hawaii, man, you should go because you're not you're not trapped there when you're only We're there planning for planning on going when you're only there for a week. When are you going to go? I don't know. We haven't decided yet, okay, but okay. we've talked about it, and uh, we were talking about spring break, but that kind of fell through. Right. But we'll be there. I mean, they've only been there, I think, like a year now, maybe even less. Jeremy actually stood up in our wedding. Oh, cool. So he he was in our wedding. It's so funny, because the last time you talked about your other friend there from childhood. Oh, Tom Flynn. Yeah, he stood up in our wedding, too. Tom Tom stood up at your wedding, and, and I was there. I met these people, but very briefly, and I had no idea. I have no recollection of them. And I knew you like <laughs> literally like a week, 20 minutes at that point. His dad, Russ, officiated the wedding. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jeremy's dad was our uh, wedding efficient. marriage efficient. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's yeah, we were kind of tied and connected. So that's pretty cool, too. Let us know when you go. Oahu is next on the list. Yeah, so we've been to Oahu and Kauai. Mm -hmm. Kauai was amazing. Right. We went to Oahu. I wasn't really a huge fan of Oahu. We went more for like Pearl Harbor and all that stuff. But right. when you have friends there, I think things are a little bit different anyway. Right. You know, it's less touristy and more like down homey because they take you to the spots that like the tourists don't know. Right. Of course. You know. Yeah. Like if people came here. But we love we love our Shaka guide. I don't know if you've ever heard if we talked about this last time. But um, the Shaka guide is just a little uh, tour guide. It's geotagged. So as you drive around the island or walk around the island, it okay. tells you about each of the sites. Oh, I follow you. So it says you're coming up on Three Bears Falls. So you'll you'll see. That. No, it's like this. You are coming up on Three Bears Falls. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Shaka tour guide, he's like, he's legit. Hawaiian. He sounds legit Hawaiian. He's got the pigeon. You know, he talks story. You know, it's 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 great. Oh, that's amazing. It's so stereotypical racist. <laughs> well, it's not racist when no, he I'm does kidding, it. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. 
Oh man. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip though. Otherwise. Yeah. And then, and then last note for me today. So I was, wor- I was working like a dog all day trying to get this, one of this projects done. Um, okay. But all day I'm working. And for the past week, even before we left, Every day I would check the Tesla, make sure <laughs> like I wanted the new download of the new software, right? And it what hadn't come, hadn't come. Literally I said, "And can you pick up the and offer to pick up the kids?" Uh I was working, you know, straight through that, so it helped me. With her analog car. No, no, she took the Tesla. Kids the talk. She she wanted she wanted to take her BMW, but I was blocking her, and it was like, "I'll move the Tesla if you want to take your car." She goes, "No, I can drive the Tesla. You don't tell me." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, I uh, totally either one, whatever you want to drive." So she takes the Tesla, and the minute she leaves, I look at the app in my Tesla app, and it's the software's ready. Oh my god! And she, you can't download it. I'm like, turn around. I need to download it. She's like, "No, I'll be. We'll be back." I soon need to enough. brick my vehicle right now. <laughs> With the new software, <laughs> so I have now. I have I've downloaded eleven point three point four onto my Tesla, and I cannot wait to drive it. But I haven't had a chance to because <laughs> what's it going to do different? It's still going. You're just going to cruise down the road. It's the brand. It's the brand new FSD. It's the single stack FSD where it has the FSD, which is the city street driving. It has it unified with autopilot, which is the highway driving. Oh. So it's all one smooth self-driving vehicle now. Oh, look at you. Like, <laughs> uh, Ted's not going to be – when he runs over that child, he'll be like, what, me? <laughs> <laughs> Just sue Elon. No. <laughs> I guess. I guess. All right. How, how was your couple of weeks? What have you been up to? Oh, man. I'll tell you, work has been insane. Uh, we haven't really. I mean, I've been getting the garden going, and oh, good, good. We're getting ready for a chicken coop, I think. Uh oh, for eggs or for slaughter or both? So, like, egg chickens or meat chickens? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I told Clarissa I'm gonna name mine number four. <laughs> the nuggets. <laughs> yeah, number four going in the pot. <laughs> You know, because if once you name them like Steve, yeah, you know, like you can't eat them. <laughs> I'm just going to name them number four. Uh, no. So we're talking about putting a chicken coop in the backyard. It'll The one we want to get can hold up to 12 chickens. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have 12 chickens. Don't start with 12. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> we would start with four, one each. Good, good. Um, Maybe go to eight and probably top it off at eight. I mean, you know, like two each, let's say. Right. Yeah. Even though it's not we're not keeping score like, oh, your chicken. <laughs> your chicken's not, not producing. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up after your chicken. You know, like you clean up after your chicken. You know, like, no, I mean, it's like all for one, one for all all chicken stuff but yeah but so we've measured out the area we have the spot for it you know and and uh, i'll tell you what though you are not go- i'm never going to break even on eggs no oh really oh man like even if i build it myself you're still talking two grand oh my god really yeah it's like insane you know i mean unless it's like completely scavenged wood <laughs> completely like <laughs> 
No, man. It's it's like you're talking like some expense going on. Unless it's all like somehow donated to you, then sure. But you're talking a few like three thousand dollars for a chicken coop. You should you should look up free Lompoc or something, and just and just be like, is anybody has anyone given up on <laughs> raising chickens? You know what I mean? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. No. You know what? People are like, I'm just giving away my chicken coop. Like, I don't want it. I'm like, okay. No. You know what? I'm gonna do that. I like your idea. Just, just look, just look it up. It's worth, it's worth looking around. You know. No, I agree with you because I'm just like, oh my god, we'll never break even. Like, I don't care what. Okay, eggs go from two to four to six to eight to ten dollars. <laughs> And you're still like, I'm never breaking even. It's cheaper to just pay $10 for a dozen, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but other than that, I mean, we've been watching a few things, you know, and just kind of, I mean, part of it, though, getting, I have some of the garden in, you know, tomatoes mm-hmm. and squash, and it's really early for garden stuff, but some of right. the things were volunteering, and I, kind of nurtured them along and now i have like squash and a few things volunteering i put in some tomatoes and some beans and a few things and we'll see but so far the girl oh and, and i redid that's one of the things i did was we have a line a pvc line going from the house all the way to the south 40 i mean we might have been in the house a month friend of ours their kids running around the backyard like a lunatic <laughs> it was a pvc uh, a water spigot sticking out of the ground boom takes it out you know and oh no water spouting like a <laughs> fire hydrant after a car runs into it you know i'm like oh my god so i've i I, it, I mean literally it's been what 11 or 12 years since that happened i haven't done anything so finally i you just cut it off you just turned off the water there i tur- yeah it uh, cut it off so finally like i dug out the pvc line i fixed that line i sweated in some new pipe i put in some water spigots what does that mean sweated in you know with the copper oh oh, oh okay like sweated the copper pipes together you know right like right, right. The, the, the soldering the, weld, the soldering welds and stuff yeah right so got all that going yeah we have water all the way at the south 40 now here's another thing too so i dug this hole <laughs> And I put in a four by four because there was like a PVC pipe sticking out of the ground and I didn't want someone to just come by and like whack it off. Right. So I years ago, I put I, I screwed it to a, a four by four. Well, that four by four rotted. Yeah. So I put in a new four by four, one that was uh, pressure treated and everything. I no sooner got down to about 18 inches mm-hmm. and I hit the water table. <laughs> I was thinking, wow. I mean, it was it might have been 15 inches and I hit the water table and I'm down there sloshing in the mud. That's crazy. Trying to get this post set up. And, you know, and and I got a few, you know, I got some uh, had to replace some of the the PVC fittings and all this stuff. But overall, though, you know, we got it down there. I got a hose down there. I I have in my onions and garlic and squash, tomatoes, peppers. I got it all going. So amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll see. And then look. So you got you got beer in the in the in the in the keezer. And you have vegetables in the South 40. And man, I still have, what do I have? Three more. I I have three recipes in the garage waiting to brew. So I'm going to do one this weekend. Awesome. All right, man. Let's get into some trailers. 
How about we start with Renfield? Okay. Yeah, because uh, Asteroid City, I want to talk a little <laughs> longer about, I think. Well, I mean, Renfield, how does it, it's almost, to me, it felt like a very special episode of what we do in the shadows, you know? Yeah, I kind of thought that. What we do in the shadows, it's a modern day flair of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right. But specifically on Renfield, who's more or less Dracula's familiar. It's like Guillermo. Guillermo, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and Holt is great. Holt is a great, you know, foil for this. I've only <laughs> I haven't finished it, but have that what was it called menu or restaurant or something? Is it called menu? I don't know. The one where it's like a dark comedy, but they're they all go to this uh, weird restaurant on an island, and then they all are hunted down. You remember that one? Oh yes, I think it's called the menu or something like that. And so so that's Holt too. You know, he's he's got this really dark streak in him <laughs> for these movies, and, they, and it's really. Uh, must be fun. Must be fun to be an actor in that kind of mode where you can accept, where you can do these projects that are just like what you want to do. It's it's interesting too because Nick Cage is Nick Cage. What he's, <laughs> what he's worth though, but he's kind of like center center stage and he's like the main dude. But I don't know if he's the main dude in this. He does take a, a large role in the trailer, of course, but it's about as familiar, not about him. Right, right. So that's kind of cool, though. I mean, if he's if he is humble enough to take a back seat to an up and coming actor, I think <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think I think he's in a he's in a great space in his career. He doesn't need the money. Well, you don't know. <laughs> He's only he's only recently, you know, given up all the the castles in Europe and stuff. Remember, he bought way too many castles or something, and he wanted the number one, the number one Spider Superman or whatever. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he also has the the pyramid tomb waiting for him in New Orleans <laughs> in the New Orleans cemetery. That he's I, I don't know he's ready to die and he has his, <laughs> his resting place in New Orleans. So. Before we go any further, though, we missed a, a vital uh -oh. point in Trailer Junkies podcast progression. Uh-oh. Give me some tasting notes on your beer. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I have to take another sip. Oh, well, what do I think? So the Blind Pig is a very crisp, bright IPA. Uh-huh. Um, 6.25, so it's not super heavy on the alcohol. Well balanced, of course. Yes. Uh, it's aromatic, very good hop aroma, uh, very clean, very, you know, and you can see there, very clean, bright. Right, right. Crisp, not super citrusy. Okay. Somewhat bitter, slight malt, and I don't know, effervescent. I mean, it's, mm, yeah, it is. It is your spot on beautiful West Coast IPA. Yeah. That's the way I'm going to describe it. Just uh How about you? Crisp crystal clear. Crystal clear <laughs> West Coast IPA. Well, mine couldn't be more different than that one because obviously it's, you know, it's a stout, but it's so complex. I had to take another sip because it's been very it was peppery to start. Like black peppery or like black pepper, yeah, like black pepper. Okay, either black, uh, close between black pepper and spicy peppers. Okay, but it's supposed to be a breakfast stout, right? It's brewed. It's brewed with coffee. Uh, but coffee's kind of the last note. It has more of like a maple 
it has some maple complexities to it. I don't know. These these guys are like chemists. The 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 Mick McKellar McKellar. It should it's not not that hard to say, but it just looks weird. The M I K K E L L E R. Do you ever question who's having this for breakfast? <laughs> Right. What makes it breakfast? I mean, like, who's like waking up, you know, 7 a.m. I'll just push, let's have a breakfast out, you know, like <laughs> let's have a breakfast out at 7.5. And when I was in Germany, what a way to start the day when we were in Germany. My 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 friend, well, Anne's best friend, her father used to go bike down to the market and he'd get bread and, and meat and stuff for breakfast and for the day. Okay. And he would always bring back wheat beer. So for me For breakfast. The wheat beer for breakfast is what I'm what I'm used to. But for breakfast. Yes. Yeah. He's drinking wheat beer at breakfast. <laughs> and so was I. Oh, come on, you a Berliner Weiss or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when in Frankfurt, you know. Holy cow, <laughs> man. I'm in the wrong country. <laughs> That's where we should retire, Europe. <laughs> I, you know what, man? I couldn't agree more. Okay, so uh, to finish out Renfield, though, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's similar to um, what we do in the shadows. It has that color palette too. It has that. It has that vibe. Yeah, that vibe and the color palette, the greens, you know, the dark, <laughs> the dark hues, and. They're doing things that nobody knows what's happening because they're vampires and like weird crimes take place or they're hitting on lesbian women at the health club. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, That show is so ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, why not? This looks fun. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to watch it. You know, I don't know where I know it's going to be in theaters or whatever it's going to do. But when it comes to streaming, it'll it'll stream quick. It'll stream quick. This is not a, a long run at the theater. I can right. guarantee you that it's not a Top Gun Maverick. Uh, you have to wait three months or whatever. <laughs> oh, three months. I think we waited like nine months or something. <laughs> well worth the wait. Yes. All right, man. Asteroid City. This looks amazing (laughs) i mean it's so you know it's 1955 in every way possible and it's and it's completely wes it's completely wes anderson oh yeah and it's got tom hanks i mean he's never he's never had tom hanks before it's got his troop you know his regular troop of characters that he just you know that he uses and loves and just becomes like family with so I don't know. I mean, the the framing and the cinematography throughout the, oh. the the trailer is just butter. It's just like you know, it chews up the scenery. You can't you can't stop watching it. You you just no matter how long or short a Wes Anderson movie is, all all of Wes Anderson stuff is always about setting up a tableau and then just letting these actors play out within this within this four walls of the scene of you know the the frame you know yeah so he's he's amazing and scarlett johansson i don't i think she's been in she might have been in one but uh yeah but i don't not many so it's kind of it's a neat character neat cast here well and i love how when you look at it's towards the end of the trailer when scarlett johansson is talking to adrian brody (laughs) yeah yeah and they're in their little like b 
beach houses or whatever they are. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, when you look at 35 millimeter film, that format 35 millimeter film is that's relatively speaking, that's like a newer aspect ratio. Right. Right. It's relatively newer. When you're looking at slide film from the 50s and 60s, it's square slide film. Or four by three. Yeah. No, I think it's a straight up square. Oh, I think it's just a one by one. Exactly. So, you know, because I've seen, you know, my parents have like slide film from like back in the 50s and Uh 60s, uh and it's literally like square. (laughs) And when they're talking through the windows, I mean, it's that square slide film that they're talking to. <laughs> and I looked up the camera mm. that, the, cause I'm like, what is that Mueller Schmid camera? <laughs> Come to learn the whole thing. The whole camera's fictional. It doesn't exist. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> right. It's supposed to like be a design of like uh, a Leica or, um, you know, a contacts hassle, like a Hasselblad, like a, no, not a Hasselblad, but a Hasselblad's like medium format. That's oh, okay. Yeah. That's something different, but like a contacts or a oh, Leica okay. or something. One of those like older, uh, German type cameras and, but the camera itself doesn't exist, but yeah, it's that classic range style, but why would he put a camera that's not real? I mean, that's so <laughs> weird, you know, I mean. He's a weird he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy, but what I but I love the other thing too, and I sent a text to you um to the pod squad thing. Yeah. And what's awesome about it, it's photographed on Kodak film and it uses Aeroflex cameras uh-huh. from like way back in the day. So yeah. it's using Excuse me. It's using a vintage camera system. Right. That's how they got that vintage camera look, I guess. And it's all that washed out, the whole sepia I range. I love it. Yeah. It's, I it's, love it's... that pastel. <laughs> I mean, just that, like that pastel color palette. Yeah. Uh, it is so beautiful the way it's shot. I mean, I don't know if the story's going to be any good. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. But I want to see it for the cinematography. The art. The art of it. Yeah. And the art and the framing. And it just looks so amazing. And that's all that's all that matters, right? It looks beautiful. The one the the saving grace for me, like I'm I'm all in from the beginning, like just like you. Right. But and I and I and I believe I believe in Wes Anderson's storytelling, you know, Wes Anderson. I'm sure it's gonna be one Wilson. But there's that last scene the, where you're talking, where where you know Johansson and and I, who and Brody are talking to each other. Adrian, yeah. Who, by the way, was in Ghosted in episode 220 of Trailer Journey's <laughs> podcast. So recently, um, but no. So when he when she asks him a question and then he doesn't respond, and then it plays out, and he was like. Did I say yes? I meant to say yes. You know what I mean? That that whole right. that whole thing was a it was given time to breathe within the trailer. You know, like yeah, the moment the moment it was given time to unfold the way it would unfold on on the long form, but in this short format, and it and it was perfect. It was perfectly timed in that space. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So the way the trailer was cut, it gave the movie. It's due to say like this is what you can expect is is just, you know, capturing that emotion. Yeah. Between the people who are dialoguing and stuff. I mean, it was it was great. <laughs> and, and then the the shot, the shot, it's like a it's a 
like a lockdown shot on top of the train. Like who would who would spend five seconds or five to ten seconds on that, you know, in a trailer, you know? But it was just like there was so much energy in that that shot that it just kept going. And I was like, oh, it's it's a beautiful shot. It's framed beautifully. It's it's conveying an emotion of of movement and all that stuff. But it was, you know, it's not your typical shot for a trailer. It's not it's not like moving the trailer along and you know it's just it's conveying its own importance you know which is strange yeah and what's odd too is you see that mushroom cloud blow up yeah yeah and later in the trailer they're talking scarlett johansson and adrian brody are talking and he's sitting there and With he the has hanging. his it, the, the mushroom cloud is like kind of hanging up next to him it's like drying or something in his dark room or whatever yeah or whatever it is yeah and it's it's like okay wait a minute so <laughs> did a bomb blow up are aliens coming and right right is this a love affair like what the hell is going on it just seems so awkward you yeah know? yeah I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right, man. With that said, um, I know you were on vacation and, you know, you were there for like a week or so, but we've been gone for two weeks. Okay. So in that time, any watch anything good or what are you watching? What are we watching? I've definitely watched some good things. I did. So I did have this thing where I was, I downloaded a bunch of stuff to watch on the plane. And it said successful or whatever. Oh. It was messages were coming across successful, but I get it. Why do I know where this is going? <laughs> you get on the plane and you go on there and you're like, oh, only two of six episodes downloaded. And they're like one in the middle and one at the end. And it's like, oh, forget it. the worst. <laughs> so I had to listen to like a bunch of podcasts and music and stuff. Um, I did finish uh, the this season of You, which is You in... Um, in London, which is, you know, uh, Joe, Joe in London, uh, Joe Goldberg. And it was good. Like I said, it's a whodunit. So it's that's always you always want to see it to the end. Um, and it had some great twists and turns. So I won't, I won't give too yeah. much away if if, uh, if you ever see that. Okay. Um, and then what we're watching Picard. This this season of Picard is just so good. Oh, OK. It's the best season yet. On Paramount. Paramount Plus. On Paramount Plus. Right. And... <sighs> There's something about this season where I wish Nerdist would give it the respect that it deserves because they don't do a follow-up episode after every episode the way it did for Moon Knight or the Marvel stuff. Um, so we have to go over to Screen Crush to watch for the 67 Easter eggs. <laughs> you know, oh, And it's like they'll, they'll show a ship. Are there like a ton of Easter eggs? There's a ton of Easter eggs. And this is really this is. This is what you if you watch from the first season, you're a fan of TNG, the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a fan of that series, then this is what you wanted. And maybe maybe you had to earn it by watching two seasons of, of Picard. Maybe maybe it would have been too cheap to, to make this be the first season of Picard and then you're out. But this as the swan song for Picard is just amazing. It's brought everyone back that it can and it's just like you have to really and it's really across all tng so Anne's just a fan of tng but i did watch <laughs> voyager i watch a lot of voyager mostly for jerry ryan <laughs> i said and said yeah of course you'd watch for jerry ryan she's your type and i said what do you mean 
<laughs> she looks nothing like you. And she's like, big boobs, that's your type. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess you know my type. You are my wife. It's good. I gotta look her up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm a big fan of that. And then I watched some of Deep Space Nine. So really, the Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and The Next Generation, they really have, like, layered in all of that and and really like they they have like they show ships from all the different um series and when they show the ships they're playing parts of theme song movements within that section and when they dissect dissect the the easter eggs they're like all right when they showed the defiant they played part of the deep space nine or whatever it is uh a theme song and you could hear it here you could hear jerry goldsmith's theme song for this or the other thing so it's just like they have a lot of investigating to do when they when they dig into these things so it's 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 amazing to see yeah man i love it i love it (laughs) how about you what have you been watching yeah so we watched creed and creed 2 oh you did you're (laughs) you were on the audrey plan (laughs) audrey audrey's boyfriend before we went away for hawaii they wanted to go see creed 3 so he came over for dinner one night and they ended up watching creed and then they were doing something else another night and they watched creed 2 and i was like is it good have you seen it i haven't seen them oh man so I should see them. No, Creed and Creed 2 were very good. Uh, they're formulaic. Okay. So Rocky, Rocky formulaic. I mean, you got to just figure that's going to happen. And that's okay. It's not a not a knock. No, that's not a knock at all. Right. I think they do a better job than Rocky to rein in the ladies. Okay. The relationship side of things. <laughs> it's not just him yelling, Adrian. Exactly. <laughs> Just the one word said in a crowded in a crowded uh boxing hall. The relationship that Michael B. Jordan and Bianca, what's her name? Um T- Tessa Thompson. Tessa is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson, their relationship I think draws in the ladies. Okay. So they okay. get into the boxing side of it. Uh-huh. Like I think I don't know how Anne is about like Rocky movies, but I think she would get into this. Okay. All right. Yeah, she would so get into this. Um I love how they tied in the Apollo with Rocky with Apollo's kid who's born from like who's kind of a bastard child. Uh-huh. But, you know, like the whole thing. What's his name? Adonis? Adonis Creed, oh, yeah. Such a cool name. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole thing is it's really good. You know exactly what's going to happen. You know exactly where it's going to go. And I think that's the challenge that the directors and producers had to deal with. Right. Is that when you bring in a Rocky movie, yeah, you lose, you come back, it's the rematch. And, you know, it's like the same shit, right? Right, right, right. And that's the biggest challenge I think they had. And they played it beautifully. They walked the tightrope. Oh, beautiful. Okay. It was so good. It was so good. I mean, they bring in Drago. I mean, like. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> right. I, that's got to be the best. That's got to be the best of the original Rockies, right? Well, and even and even they're in the corner and they're like, break him. <laughs> and you're like, really? Like, they're bringing up that line? 
And then it's like, and then of course he doesn't break him. So then he he's like, finish him. <laughs> what is it, Mortal Kombat? <laughs> and you know the one thing, the one thing that I I despise in movies. It's the one thing I despise. Yeah, is but. when you have the Russian, right? I don't care what the movie is. You have the right. Russian. Yeah. And for some reason, they speak in one word phrases or or, or three word phrases. They're cold. It's the Cold War dumbing the dumbing down of the Russian enemy. Come on. It's the Cold yeah. War Americana. <laughs> Rocky Bullwinkle. <laughs> yeah. They're stones, you know, like they're emotionless. Like, really? I mean, it's just it's such a trope. Everything I learned about Russians, I learned from uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, <laughs> Boris and Natasha. <laughs> that's hilarious. But that's just how it is, though. It's like, really, you're still playing that trope? Yeah, like, uh, forever. So bad. <laughs> so bad. And then three. Did you go to the theater and see three or no? No, we just finished two like yesterday. <laughs> where we fi- finally finished. Vox Machina, the okay. Dungeons and Dragons animated series. Not for on children. Amazon. <laughs> not for children. And plodding along through Seinfeld season nine. I mean, <laughs> we're nearing the end. I cannot wait to get this done. We've been talking about this way too long. Are the boy are the boys also like wanting it to be over? Oh yeah, we all are. Okay. <laughs> They're like, let's get to work. Roll up our sleeves and knock one or two out. That's exactly what we do. It's like, you guys want to watch one tonight? And they're like, they're rolling their eyes at me. They're like, ah, fine, dad, if we have to. They have repealed half the child labor laws across the country. So maybe (laughs) you can put them to work watching Seinfeld. That's that's right. (laughs) And Tim even asked, he goes, so when this is over, what's next? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. What do you guys think? And they're like, I don't know, but we got to get into something because this show's killing me. You know, it's hilarious. Like, it's just way too long. It's way too long. Yeah. 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 So that's it. No, I mean, I I thought you saw the Creed movie. I know. I meant to. I want to. They're there. I should. I should. I don't know. I should see it. So here's the funny one. So I said to the boys, I said, you know, after me and Clarissa finished, I said, boys, we got to watch Rocky. Right. And, and they say, what's Rocky? So I said, let's watch the trailer. <laughs> now, keep in mind, it's a 1976 <laughs> trailer, right? I, It's one of those trailers where it's like Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> the man, he's in the ring. <laughs> alone <laughs> he thinks he's in love but he's not sure until he meets apollo creed it's just like wow trailers back then were just terrible uh, so the boys watch it and they're like no dad that, that looks awful i'm like i promise you it's not as bad as this trailer Yeah, but I yeah, you always think how are you going to start them in on this kind of thing? You know, you don't have to start with the first one. You can start with 
three and four and stuff and it'll be better and it's really no spoiler but of course it's like he he grows up in la he goes to philly and he's gonna meet rocky and rocky's gonna start training him right right out of the box what's the first training lesson what do you think um no i don't know catching chickens oh oh yeah okay all right <laughs> like the minute they're like what so they go down to some like local like backyard chicken farm or something and i'm like your backyard it's too on the nose man like chasing chickens around you know i'm just like what like it's it's pretty tropey uh-huh. you know but it's it's good though i i would i would highly recommend it did you start ted lasso's last season his finale season have not i need to oh, okay have you well this is you know you talk about the the tropes it's only three now they're going in and yeah okay good this is it this is it i i because of that i'll watch you'll watch and and you know what i've taken to doing with this one especially i i will watch the opening credits your your final season i'll give you that i'll give you the opening credits okay you know what i mean i this is the last time we're gonna see these opening credits it's a really good solid song it's mumford and sons you know but they've really set themselves up for a really hard storyline for your final season, you know, because Ted has to winning's not everything, but winning it all would be great. But is that the most Ted thing you could do? You know what I mean? So it's 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 uh, there's a there's a different kind of tightrope where this one, because it knows like Creed and Ted Lasso are on the same spectrum of sports uh sports cinema sports fiction dramatic you know dramatic uh fiction but they play it very differently and i think the knowledge the self-awareness of a ted lasso kind of uh storytelling means that you're gonna have to win some and he's gonna have to lose to gain his humanity well i think that's where the drama comes in is the hero can't always win because if he did it would be too predictable and there's nothing exciting about watching that he had right you have to know loss is on the line even if he does win he's losing something right yes and and ted has his personal life you know back in kansas city so there's a whole bunch of you know back and forth and his 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 whole dramatic uh, panic attacks the the psychology of of who he is as a person so you know it's it's hitting all the it's hitting all the cylinders right now and we're gonna i'm really excited to see how they wrap it up speak speaking of which speaking of like real and fake we're watching mandalorian where we're halfway we're, we're caught up now with that bryce bryce has been a little bit on uh on restriction so we haven't been able to watch it every week that was restriction <laughs> so we took him to hawaii <laughs> Hey, I, I told Ann long ago. I don't care if we ground the children, but we're not. We're not going to miss. Hawaii. We're not going to miss out on vacations because the kids grounded. But th- another reason you can't leave him in the room because he's not allowed to watch TV and stuff. So sure. Um, but anyway, so we finally caught up to that, and I I heard in a TikTok somewhere or a reel or whatever that a lot of times it's not it's not Pedro Pascal in the suit. Oh, I I you I know. Wouldn't know. <laughs> And I'm just, it's crazy to me that they wouldn't have Peter Pascal there all the time, but I don't know. I don't know how much is him, how much isn't him or what stunts or stunts, you know, but he's always got the mask on. So who knows? Who knows who's under there? That's right. You can't even That's tell. Right. But it, it's, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good this season. 
I think it's the last season for this one, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. How'd your beer finish? Um, my beer is still working. You got about yeah. I got a I got a bit myself. Um, still going strong. Still very good. As it warms, the it's like the oh excuse me. As as it warms, the flavors are just like exploding out of the glass. Nice, nice. Mine mine has definitely uh, simplified. You can taste more of like a dark chocolate, like a bitter chocolate. And a bitter coffee taste to it. The the pepper notes and the maple notes have kind of melted away. So so it's you know mellowed or or sharpened into what you would expect from just like a dark like a black coffee, like a cold black coffee in the morning. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say definitely next time save it for breakfast. Mm. And uh, there you go. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm glad you guys had safe travels yes. to and from Hawaii and you're back home and uh, all the good fun turtle, uh, whale watching, <laughs> you know, Farkle playing on the beach and all the good stuff you got to do. So Un- underwater iPhone. Oh, <laughs> underwater iPhone didn't. Uh, completely like stop working on you yeah a thousand dollar mistake <laughs> you know oh god so, no that's uh yeah that's that's brave i don't think i would do that you're crazy <laughs> oh my goodness well check out that i sent that video to you You'll, you should check it out for sure okay yeah i definitely will check it i saw that you sent it but i figure i won't watch it while we're recording here so that would be uncouth i didn't i didn't <laughs> i didn't see that it had failed when i tried to send it before <laughs> all right man you have a good night and then we'll talk next week for episode 223 sounds good talk to you later all right man later bye Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.